0: Hey guys, Paul Capon from the Innovation Community here. Uh, today we're working with Dan Cierno. Uh, Dan is the Associate Director of Change Management and Communication for Global Data Sciences and Analytics at Bio. uh He works with the Technical and Project Management Centre of Excellence and I'm, I'm glad to connect with him today. Dan, great of to, you great to join us.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Paul. Thank you.
0: So you've got a really interesting background. Just tell our members a bit about yourself in a few words. Sure.
1: Uh, Well, my career started uh, on the bench. Uh, I was a bench chemist for a number of years for a small pharmaceutical company. And then moved on through the ranks throughout uh, a number of different pharmaceutical companies and eventually landed into program management for drug development projects. And that took me over the course of the better part of 10 years where for a number of small, medium and large sized players, uh worked on, developed uh, a number of medications, uh, also commercialized a number of medications and so responsible for uh, multiple millions and in some cases billions of dollars of revenue for these companies. And then uh, as my career moved on, I then uh, moved into uh, data sciences and analytics, so specifically within change management and communications. And I, currently do that role for a buyer, been doing that for the better part of four years now, and it's certainly been an interesting ride where I've started in development and then transitioned into change management and communications, but all enveloped within the pharmaceutical industry for the better part of 20 years.
0: Great. And you mentioned that you started out as a bench chemist. Where did your data career really start? Where did that transition come about?
1: Well, the transition into data sciences and analytics came about in 2015. Uh, Throughout my career, I had always worked very closely with data. Uh, Data was um, very much an asset for us, uh, both in the work that I did for drug development and commercialization, uh, as well as to be able to um, transform organizations and be able to address change within organizations. But in 2015 is really when my data career started to take off and uh, really quite by accident as well.
0: Great, and and what really interests you about working within data sciences and and analytics?
1: Uh, In particular, how this industry is is really going to propel itself into the future. Um, I think what we're now seeing is the importance of the insights that we can derive from data and particularly the science within data. Um, there certainly is going to be a lot to be taken from the insights that we're able to acquire as well as uh, what data driven analytics can do for us to be able to shape our organizations in the future. It's fascinating to me to be able to take what we have acquired and be able to derive new insights from that. And for me, I, I can't wait to see how we're going to be able to most efficiently take all the data that we have, as well as the data that we're going to acquire and turn them into actionable insights. To me, it's entirely fascinating.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned that you, you spent a lot of your career, well, in fact, all of your career in, in pharmaceutical schools. Uh, you must have had a lot of experiences in terms of organizational change and, and change management. Can you tell us about that?
1: Certainly, uh, and what's interesting is that when you considered organizational change and change management. All of us in whatever organization we work in, we're involved in change management on a daily basis, even though we do not know it. We're our own champions for not only our departments, but also for the industries that we work in and the companies that we work for. So the way that you market yourself throughout your organization, the way that you speak about your organization, uh, the pride that you have in what you do, in the organization that you work for, all allows us to be able to to manage change. And how do you manage change that way? I can give you examples of early on in your career when you have somebody new sitting next to you on the bench. How do you introduce yourself to that person? How do you describe what you do? How do you describe the company that you work for and the industry that you work in? Do You describe it in a positive light. And in the descriptions that you provide, what can you provide in terms of the type of growth opportunities that there are? How do you welcome someone is what it comes down to And uh, there are just numerous occasions in my career where I would be responsible for that on both a direct and indirect basis. And a lot of times the success of a company depends upon that on how well your fellow colleagues can do that, how welcome you can make new colleagues feel and how welcome you can make current colleagues feel to want to stay and continue to drive forward in being able to realize the vision for an organization.
0: Absolutely, that's some pretty uh, some pretty sound advice to 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 live by there. I think that that's not just applicable in farmer really. either that, that can, I can um, What do you think was the biggest mistake that you made during your career?
1: I thought about this and When you consider mistake and you know, there are always learnings from whatever we do And so when looking back if there were would have been a misstep that misstep if it translates into a learning, is it really a misstep, right? But if I were to directly answer your question, what I would say is the ability to seek out a mentor early on. Understanding the value of mentorships, particularly when you are starting out and also understanding what it means to be a mentee as well as to be able to seek out a mentor. Um, Understanding that it's very much a give and take where, yes, you wanna be able to acquire learnings and be able to acquire any type of um, excuse me, um, just a moment. I apologize.
0: No um, problem.
1: Yeah, we're just in a, in a room. Okay. So anyway, back to the point. Uh, to be able to be a mentor and or a mentee is uh, is critical, and to be able to understand how to foster that relationship and understand that it is really a responsibility to do so, and to be able to try to do that early on and. Continue to have mentors in different stages in your career is something that I wish that I could go back and do and focus on and really, really be able to leverage. And even today, I don't believe there's enough focus on that, on how to be able to tell somebody who's just starting out in their career how to develop a, a mentorship, you know, with a mentor and how to be able to leverage that.
0: Absolutely. Do you who's your 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 favorite thought leader or or mentor or influencer right now?
1: Right now, I would say Malcolm Gladwell uh, is my favorite influencer. He's of the the series of, of books that is, that are that have a lot of different um, topics, but they're really focused upon how you're able to take your life experiences and how that directly or indirectly shapes the the direction that you're career goes and your life goes. The amount of time and the amount of hours you spend in a given activity. How does that ultimately translate into who you become and the circumstances by which those things happen. And also the fact that a lot of what you end up becoming isn't necessarily part of a planet you're aware of. And so you may find yourself in your career particularly early on or even in your early education in a situation where you had a number of exposures that lead you to really leveraging who you are and and identifying who you are and and to be able to be the best version of who you are. Um, For me, that's been very eye-opening advice uh, and has allowed me to look back and to see how my experiences, particularly early on in life, have shaped how I've become the person that I've become in my career as well as in my daily dealings.
0: Absolutely. And what are you, particularly with the data science and analytics space, what are you really curious about right now?
1: Within data sciences and analytics, my curiosity is how are we able to take volumes and volumes of data and make it meaningful? Meaning, how do we translate information into knowledge? That's what I'm looking for. to Because if you look throughout data sciences and analytics in any industry right now, it's about collecting data and collecting data is wonderful. However, it ends up becoming a situation where you are accumulating so many assets, but without a proper categorization and prioritization of those assets, how valuable are they really? So my curiosity is going to be now that we have these very sophisticated data collection mechanisms. What kind of insights can we derive from them and in addition can we get more efficient in our data collections can we parse down what we collect and when we collected in order to make sure that what we're collecting is exactly what we want to be able to derive the insights that we're looking for
0: absolutely and, and last question from me what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data, you know, maybe guys who've just come out of college, they've um, got the technical background, but they're really looking to, to, to turn that into a business um, into business acumen.
1: Piece of advice would be um, dare to dream, really. And what I mean by that is the the type of world that you may envision 20 or 25 years from now, work on making that a reality now. Uh, I'll just give you an example. Uh, one area that I'm particularly interested in is the concept of, uh, creating a patientless clinical trial. And the way to be able to achieve that is going to take, um, a, a large variety of data from a number of sources and a combination of those within the industry, academia, and regulators working together, which will allow us to be able to create the models and derive the insights necessary to achieve something like that. For those who are coming out with the latest in knowledge in data sciences, analytics, and all that technical background, um, remember that, be a visionary. Um, Certainly go out there and some of the wildest ideas you may have are not so wild at all. And there are a number of leaders that are out there. There are a number of well-heeled company funders that are out there that want to hear these ideas and want to be able to support them because they know the value of the data that we're acquiring and in particular the type of insights that we can derive from them.
0: Great. Well, Dan Tierno, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Dan, the Associate Director of Change Management and Communication in Data Sciences and Analytics at Bayer. Um, Join us next week when we'll have many more leaders on the podcast. So Dan, again, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Paul. It's my pleasure. Take care. (music)